Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Movement Link podcast. Now, I hope you have had a fab start to the week. I hope you are kicking goals in regards to your training and also your nutrition. Now, in today's episode, we are up to episode number 52. And if you were here last week, you'll know that I spoke about protein and specifically how much protein we should be getting on a daily basis. So I'm going to be, while I'm on the topic of protein, I'm going to be talking about it a little bit more because it is really one of the most important macronutrients for a variety of reasons that I covered in last week's episode. So if you missed last week's episode, I would perhaps go back and listen to that one first. So again, that covers how much protein you really need. And then I would come back and listen to this one. So to follow on from last week, today I'm going to be looking at how much uh, protein your body can absorb at one time. Because when it comes to protein, there seems to be quite a, a bit of controversy that exists around the maximum amount of protein that can be absorbed in a single meal. Now, if you're on social media or Instagram, then most of us have probably seen or read somewhere that there's a limit to how much protein our body can absorb at one time. And if you're familiar with the numbers that um, tend, tend to be thrown around, then this seems to be in the vicinity of 20 to 25 grams of protein. So a lot of the numbers out there seem to indicate that we can absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein in a single meal at one time. And then anything that we consume um, beyond that amount essentially goes to waste. It is uh, oxidized for energy or perhaps transformed um, into urea or other organic acids. So is this true? And does this mean that we should only be eating 20 to 25 grams of protein at a time and the rest will go to waste. So let's look into this a little bit further. And as I go through this particular topic in this episode, my goal is to keep this explanation as simple as possible. Now, what we need to understand as a starting point is that there are several different processes that food goes through from the time that you put that first bite of food into your mouth to how that food is then digested or broken down to how it is then absorbed, and then finally how it is utilized by your body. So without getting uh, too deeply into the science behind all of those processes, let's look quickly at what each of these processes does involve. So digestion, absorption, and utilization, because understanding the difference between each of those processes and how our body um, utilizes protein will actually then help us to understand whether or not our body can only absorb that 20 to 25 grams of protein at a time, or whether it can actually absorb more than that. So we're going to start with digestion. So human biology 101. So in starting with um, digestion, what is the first thing you do the moment you take a bite of food? Okay, so you actually start to chew it, 
right? So the simple act of chewing our food is actually designed to kickstart the process of digestion. So some of you may have heard the phrase that, uh, quote, digestion begins in the mouth. Okay, now this is actually true because as we chew, we start to um, produce digestive enzymes in our saliva that help to break down that mouthful of food. So as you are chewing away on your steak or your chicken breast or your scrambled eggs or whatever protein you're eating, Um, that digestive process has started, okay? So it starts the moment you begin chewing. And once that protein reaches your stomach, it's then digested further, okay? So in your stomach, it's then broken down into smaller chains of amino acids. And if you've listened to some of my past episodes, you'll know that protein is made up of a um, large variety of amino acids. So the protein's broken down in your mouth, It reaches your stomach where it's then broken down into smaller chains of amino acids. And from your stomach, the protein then moves to your small intestine. Okay, and here in your small intestine, it's actually broken down further again. And this time it's broken down into uh, individual amino acids. So really, really small particles. Okay, so in a nutshell, that is a very high level summary of how protein is digested. So that's the first step um, in that process Once we start eating protein, what happens? It is digested, okay? So it ends up down in our stomach, passing through to our small intestine, and there is where we start to look at the next step in that process, which is absorption. So now that the protein you've eaten has been digested and it's sitting in your small intestine, as I said, the next step in this process is that that protein or those really small individual amino acids then need to be absorbed. Now, this is where we often hear claims that our body can only absorb that 20 to 25 grams of protein at a time. Now, what you will see in a moment and what I hope you will understand as I work through this process is that this is just not the case. So your body will actually absorb all of the protein you consume. So if you eat, let's say 45 grams of protein in your breakfast, you will actually absorb all of this. So all 45 grams of protein. Okay. And I'm going to explain a little bit more why. So from a nutritional standpoint, the term absorption simply describes the uh, passage of nutrients from your gut into circulation in your bloodstream. Okay. So it's the um, moving of nutrients from your, in this case, protein from your small intestine through that gut wall, okay, into circulation where it can then be used. So based on this definition, if we look at absorption, which describes the passage of nutrients from your gut into your systemic circulation, then the amount of protein that can be absorbed is virtually unlimited. Okay, so when it comes to protein absorption, as I said, this process starts in our small intestine. So once those larger amino acids have been broken down into little individual amino acids, they then get absorbed through the wall of your small intestine. Okay, so from there, they're released, as I said, into circulation in your bloodstream so that they're then ready to be utilized. So this is the process of absorption and your body won't be picky. It will take and it will absorb whatever you've eaten. Okay. So if that's 45 grams of protein, it will absorb that entire amount of protein. And although our bodies are smart and they're really smart, they're not that smart. So they're not going to put a stop on absorbing protein when it's counted up to 20 to 25 grams. It doesn't quite work like that. So I think this is where some of the confusion comes in because although we can absorb what is essentially an unlimited amount of protein, 
Not all of this protein will then necessarily be used towards muscle and tissue growth. Okay, so we can absorb an unlimited amount of protein, but not all of that is going to be used towards muscle and tissue growth. And I'm going to cover that more now. Okay, so I think that's where that um, misconception or misunderstanding comes in when we say the body can only absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein. We know now that that is not the case. We can absorb all of the protein that we eat, but let's look at how and how much um, protein our body can and will utilize. So once the protein that you've eaten has been appropriately digested and then also absorbed, your body is going to use that protein in many different ways. So Some of the protein that we digest and absorb will be used towards muscle um, and tissue repair and recovery. Some of that protein is going to be used towards muscle growth. Okay. And that's where, you know, we want the bulk of our protein going. And then any leftover protein that is not required for those processes, it's going to be oxidized. So it's going to be utilized for energy. Um, It's going to be converted to urea and other compounds. And if it's not stored, it will eventually be excreted by the body. Okay. So where does this myth come from that we can only either absorb or utilize that 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal? Now, The myth that we can um, only absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein at once seems to stem from when we look at how much protein we need to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So muscle protein synthesis is simply your muscle growth and your recovery. Okay, And when we look at how much protein we need to trigger that process of muscle growth, so muscle protein synthesis, This appears to be, from the studies, this appears to be in the range of 20 to 25 grams for most people. So we need to to utilize or put around 20 to 25 grams of protein towards triggering muscle protein synthesis or muscle growth. Okay, now it's actually, it's also really important to understand that a number of factors influence how protein is used. So some of these factors, so not all of the protein that we eat is going to go towards um, triggering muscle growth. Okay. So some of these factors that influence how protein is used are going to come down to things like the composition or the type of the protein source that has been eaten. So have you just consumed a fast acting protein like a WPI, a whey protein isolate, or have you consumed a slower acting protein like casein? Okay, so that's one factor that will um, influence how protein is used. Other factors that are going to influence this is how much protein was eaten. So have you eaten, you know, 15 to 20 grams of protein or have you eaten 40 to say 45 grams of protein? Um, The composition of the meal that you've just eaten is also really important when it comes to determining how protein is used. So did your meal include other macronutrients such as carbohydrates and fats? Because Let's be honest, most of us don't generally sit down to eat 150 grams of chicken breast and nothing else, right? We're often combining that protein source, so your chicken, your steak, your scrambled eggs, with something like rice, some sweet potatoes, some veggies, maybe some avocado. So you're getting a combination of macronutrients in that one meal and combining, we know, combining um, different macronutrients into the same meal is going to affect how those macronutrients are digested 
absorbed and utilized. Okay, so on top of all of those factors when it comes to looking at how protein is used, we also need to take into consideration um, like the specifics of the exercise routine or training. So as well as um, looking at what type of protein we've eaten, what type of training is being performed? Is somebody going for a really long run um, or is somebody in the gym lifting weights? Are they training for hypertrophy? Are they doing a hit or cardio style session? So those variables would need to come into play as well. And then we also look at things such as age, somebody's training status. So is that person a beginner or an intermediate? And the amount of lean um, body mass or muscle tissue that somebody has. So all of those little factors um, are going to have an impact on muscle building outcomes, as well as how your body utilizes protein and how much of that protein is actually used towards the muscle building process. Okay, so you can see at the end of the day, it is really quite complex. So although coming back to that 20 to 25 grams of protein, which is generally what we see as being necessary to trigger muscle protein synthesis. So although, you know, a lot of studies show that around 20 grams, 25 grams of protein is sufficient to trigger that trigger that muscle protein synthesis um, with no benefit of consuming more, there are actually other studies out there that show, you know, us eating 40 grams or 40 plus grams of protein can potentially stimulate a higher rate of muscle protein synthesis. Okay, so 20 to 25 grams of protein seems to be enough for for most people, but some studies show that we can actually eat more and that's going to trigger a higher rate of muscle growth, which if your goal is to build muscle, you know, that can potentially be quite important to know. So now that you have had a crash course in our Human Biology 101, if you're still with me, let's summarize a few points here. So firstly, when it comes to how much protein your body can absorb, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. When it comes to protein, the minute you pop that protein or that mouthful into your mouth and start to chew it, we start the process of digestion. Okay, so we're breaking down the food that you are eating. Once that has been adequately digested, we then look at, or your body will then start to absorb okay, those nutrients and that food, and then it will move to the process of utilization. So using the protein that it has absorbed. So when it comes to how much protein your body can absorb, in summary, we know that this is virtually unlimited, okay? Because absorption, as we've gone through, simply describes the uh, passing of those nutrients from your gut, so from your small intestine, into your bloodstream for circulation and for use, okay? So your body is going to absorb essentially everything, that it eats. Now, when it comes to how much protein your body requires to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, this seems to be on average in the vicinity of around 20 to 25 grams of protein for most people. However, some studies have shown that there can be greater benefits from eating a little bit more than that. So this, these studies showed up to about 40 grams of protein in a single meal can help to trigger Um, muscle protein synthesis, so your muscle growth. However, as I covered above, there are many, many factors that we need to take into consideration as to how your protein is used. So the type of protein source that you've eaten, how much protein you've consumed, um, as well as the composition of the meal. So did your meal include carbohydrates and fats, or did you eat a plain chicken breast and nothing else? All right. So 
from here, I can hear you're probably thinking, well, this is all pretty varied, right? So are there any guidelines as to how much protein can actually be used? And if so, what are they? So are you wasting your time and your money eating more than 20 to 25 grams of protein in a meal or not? So let me leave you with some figures just to help you answer that question. So based on the current evidence, what we know is that it seems to be appropriate to be aiming to include about 0.4 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per meal. Okay, and this is split across at least, you know, ideally four meals per day as a minimum, okay, in order to reach your recommended protein target. Now, I went through protein targets in my previous episode, so episode number 51. And if we jump back on that quickly, we're looking at around 1.4 to about two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day um, as an appropriate protein target. Okay, so breaking that down now, if we're looking at meals, and I went through this in that last episode as well, but how much protein, you know, is it worth having in a meal? How much can our body then utilize at one time? The guidelines seem to indicate 0.4 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Okay, that is per meal. And we're aiming to do that across at least four meals. So the range that I gave in the last episode was aiming to have at least somewhere between three and six meals per day. So that sweet spot is around, you know, having a minimum of at least four meals if we can. All right. So if we're looking at some figures, if you are a or for a 60 kilogram female, if she was eating, let's say that minimum of around 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram of her body weight per day, then 1.6 times 60 kilos means that she would need to eat at least 96 grams of protein per day. Okay, now if we break this down a bit further, the guidelines, as I said, are to eat around 0.4 grams of protein per meal. Okay, that's per kilogram of your body weight. Then if I multiply 0.4 grams of protein by her body weight, which is 60 kilos, then she would need to be aiming to consume about 24 grams of protein at each meal, okay? And remember, if we're aiming for four meals a day, 24 grams times four meals means she's going to be hitting her minimum target of 96 grams of protein per day, all right? Now, this is really important to remember. This is the minimum recommended amount. So if she eats more than this, if she eats more than 24 grams of protein at a meal, that is still going to be absorbed. How it is utilized is going to depend upon all of those factors that I have just gone through. So hopefully based on this, um, as I said, if you are across social media and Instagram and you're often hearing things thrown around such as our body can only absorb 20 to 25 grams of protein at a time, we shouldn't be eating any more than that in any single one meal because it's going to go to waste. Hopefully from this episode, you can see that that is actually not true. Your body will absorb everything that it eats how much it will then utilize um, for muscle growth. Again, we're looking at about a minimum of 20 to 25 grams needed to trigger muscle protein synthesis per meal for most people. However, we've got studies out there that do show if we are eating more protein than that in a single meal, then that can potentially offer further benefits. So I'm going to leave those numbers with you. Um, And I would be aiming to eat 
in line with the figures provided. So 0.4 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per meal. And if you can do that across four meals per day at least, then I think based on this information here, you are going to be in a pretty solid position to be um, building muscle, retaining muscle, Um, and changing your body composition if that is your goal. So guys, I hope you found that helpful. If you did, I'd love if you can take a very quick screenshot. You can pop that up on your story. Tag me at Gemily underscore xfiz. As always, I should say, if you have any questions, you're also welcome to drop me a DM on Instagram or you can email me themovementlink at gmail.com. So on that note, guys, have a fantastic rest of the week. Put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode soon. Thank you.